Hello, and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be playing the overlord, Alistair Upperton. Hello, my name is Julia, and my pronouns are she, her. I will be playing Eve Sturgeon, the ogre class. Hello, my name is Sean, pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing Plank, the mascot. My name is Jane, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing Kit Bootstrap, the, or the orc. Hi there, my name is Jonathan, my pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing the Outlander, Johan Falk. And this is Fellowship, Fall of the House of Upperton. On this episode, Kit aggros the boss and runs away, Plink and Eve team up to fight the army, and Johan finds a traitor. This is episode 10, General Patton. in New York City. Jane legitimately did not intend to make a pun on New York City. They or thought it New was Orc. funnier that there was an old Orc City and then that got destroyed and there was and, a and New a, Orc City. And a big bar fight, yeah. 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 Or, yeah. Is it a big bar fight or is it the big bar fight? Uh, according to the notes, Orc City was destroyed in the world's largest bar fight. Ooh. Um, I also fight. love that it's not just New York City, it's Newark. No, like like, yeah, yeah, like Newark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many levels of unintended brilliance <laughs> here that I'm just, I'm here for. But yes, our story did uh, end with uh, Kit Leroy Jenkins in us, if I recall. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Uh, Specifically, flying up with their jetpack. And I will remind you, Kit has a jetpack A child-sized jetpack. A child-sized jetpack. <laughs> flying up to confront the fearsome General Patton's after saying to the orcs, after General Patton said to the orcs, lay down your arms. And Kit replied, I can't, they're attached. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what Fan- I said, I said it again. That rascal. Fantastic. I'm a scamp. So, you have aggroed the boss. Big rascal energy. General Patton stares at you with cold machine eyes. As you are hovering there on your jetpack, or are you scampering away at this point? Uh, no, I, I will still be hovering there. Uh, Jonathan did leave out one detail. I did flip him off with my tiny little goblin hands. So a good double middle finger. Good, good double bird. Yeah, good, good old double bird. Double do. Kit's brain is going to kick in in this mm-hmm. moment, where uh, they realize that. This is one of those situations that they sometimes get themselves into where they have more moxie than sense. I do on my character sheet have more mm-hmm. moxie than sense. Oh no. So Kit is going to turn to Eve. Eve! Get him! Well, hi there, big boy! Why don't you pick on somebody your own size? The Southern Belle dress goes in and big beefy legs extend to her full nine foot tall height. Fantastic. Uh, so, while this is happening, the general is staring at you, though, and it will give you the proclamation of, as you wish, and its massive burning shield will begin to shift as a, like, like, T-1000 shift into a, like, obsidian blade that looks just horrifying. I think I'm gonna do that scampering now. You're gonna do that scampering? You're gonna you're gonna get away? I'd like to Okay. Can, can I ask you something? Yeah. Are you a threat to the world? I am no. Okay, so to attempt this I need you to pay a price. Okay, um <laughs> So I have an idea. So Kit's still learning how to operate this jetpack. Okay. Uh they're going to try to scamper away, but crash into the front of a building. Okay. So I would that like sounds- to soak that with some armor. Okay, um, so other just to let you know, uh, some other things you can do for pay, for paying a price is you can cause collateral damage. Um, you can uh, ha- have a setback happen to you. Um, bonds get broken. Damage, of course, uh, u- using up gear or armor. Um, I would usually, I would try and, I would say probably 
wait until you need armor for when you're going to take a hit from something, not when you're paying a price. Well, how about strong as an ox? Because it specifically says smashing through a wall. Okay. Uh, I would say that you would, in that case, be... I would say that the price you'd be paying is you are causing collateral damage. Okay. To do this. So, go ahead and roll. And that's blood? Uh, getaway is grace. Grace. Oh, that's a seven. Seven. Okay, so on a seven with a getaway... On a seven to a nine, you choose one. You get away quickly, avoiding any harm on the way. You get there quietly, drawing no attention. I don't think that would be applicable. Or you grab so. someone nearby and bring them along with you. Yeah, let's grab Johan. Jonathan is, is waving, begging for help. Okay. Because um, I think Johan is probably going to try to draw his sword and be like, oh, I'm old, I'll, I'll fight you. Okay. Because I think that's how Kit sees Johan. I know, and I'm going to fight you. Look at my mustache. Okay. I'm a confusing size. Show me the lie. So, as you get away, since you could only choose one of those, um, the uh, general patent is going to strike at you as you leave and is going to cause the damage. Okay. Um, He has the piercing tag on that, so he is going to try and damage your blood. Now would be a good time to use an armor. Yeah, let's let's use that there armor. But with that, you get away uh, and grab Johan along the way, uh, crashing through some walls and uh, causing some collateral damage to New York City. Uh, Johan is going to protest the entire way, sputtering in a very undignified manner. Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Something to that effect. Okay. Something about karma in this situation. (laughs) So, the party is split. Kit and Johan are going after the heart of ingenuity. Yes. Plink and Eve are going to deal with the general and the... I'm going to air quotes army. It's not technically an army, but the gang of killbots that it has with it. So, uh... Which one of you guys would like to have the spotlight first? Um, I would, if you don't mind. All right. So, Clink. Yes. All right. Um, I am going to take a look at this flying robotic monstrosity of a man and see if there is anything magical going on. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a look closely rolled to me. That does, doesn't it? I believe you have that thing that automatically lets you know if something is magical. Read your rights. You always know when something magical is nearby and can identify any spell merely by looking at its effects as it happens. When you look closely at a magical spell or effect, the Overlord will tell you what it does before you ask any questions from the list. Okay. Go ahead and roll that. And let's see what the you get for that. Hucha. Okay. That is a double six, my dude. Box car. We did not need that right now, but I appreciate your enthusiasm, Dice. Well, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so, right out the gate. With something so amazing at, as Sean's first roll for the night uh, with a double six. Uh, um, I don't know if that counts, but it's a 14 total. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10 plus is what you need. Yeah. <laughs> so you have three questions to ask. And also, I'm going to tell you some magical bullshit that's coming your way. Oh, goody. So, first off, yes, the general is absolutely full of magic. That's bad. Um, The magic in there is specifically um, some kind of power core that is feeding on... Well, I have to tell you what the magic does. Uh, it is specifically feeding on despair. Oh, no. He's cigarette-powered. <laughs> um, the other magical thing that you see uh-huh. far off in the distance uh-huh. is a Zeppelin. Oh. That is on its way. Oh, it's not good. Hmm. It'll take a little bit. You guys probably have time, hopefully have time, to get to the heart of ing- ingenuity and... Either stop the general or stop the plans, but there's a very good chance that the Overlord might be on scene at some point. Alright, uh, Plink is going to clock all this. And you still have three questions to ask. Oh, God. Look closely. 
Um, oh god, uh, do you have that list on hand? I do. Thank you so much. Ahem. Okay. Uh, let's see. And obviously, if you can think of some questions that aren't on there, you can oh, ask those. Okay. Um. All right. So, some kind of power core. Uh, I guess obvious um, question would be how would we go about disrupting that? How would you go about disrupting his power core that you know feeds off of uh, despair? Yeah. Well, the obvious way is to rip it out of him. The less obvious way is to make sure that the people of the area are not filled with despair. They are, in fact, filled with hope because then it can't regenerate. The power core is the only magical thing? The the flaming shield that turned into a sword? Is... Uh, that, yes, that is the only magical thing. Holy shit. The rest of that's just machines. Oh, no, that's not good. Okay. And then, obviously, you know, the magic that you see in the distance is literally the overlord. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Can we say, tell me about the Zeppelin? What are they doing? What will they do next? The Zeppelin is going to continue forward and is going to try to get over the heart of ingenuity to uh, to take it. Okay. And uh, tell me about the power core. How could it hurt me? How could it help me? It's a little hard to tell exactly how that it could hurt and help you without ha- having like eyes on it, but knowing the magic that's powering it, mm-hmm. you you can never be in despair, right? Uh, correct. Okay. You know that it that the power core itself cannot hurt you, but it can hurt other people. Got it. So if someone were to try and grab it, it would have to be you who does it. Got it. Uh, how can it help you? I don't know. Did you ever want a, Did you ever want something that uh, basically just feeds off of the hopelessness of people to power things? Not especially. I like mean, like a jetpack. It hasn't. Despair. Jetpacks can't bring despair ever. First of all, that's, <laughs> that's science. Um, so write that down. That's yeah. science. Hang on. So as that you are looking closely, the Killbot army begins to march forward. Into New York City. Let's, uh, Eve. Let's swing the spotlight over to Eve uh, while that Plink is mulling that over. So, Eve, very tall, very angry, very slime like, has uh, dropped her massive club down and she's gonna go and uh, use her God of War ability. Mm-hmm. Which basically, when I fight against them by myself, I can try to keep them busy no matter who they are, how outnumbered you are, or how poor your position is, even if they are a group, gang, or army. Okay, uh, so you're gonna so go charging at these killbots then? I would like to make a point, however. Okay. We are an alternate universe world called Vespia, which means that I would assume that our national pastime in this country... Is not baseball. What do you think that it is, then? Water polo. Because, because Eve would be a water polo player as a slogger living in the swamps and the heartland of the south of Vespia. And she is going to take what's called a bunny shot. I have no idea what that is. You're going to please have to explain. It's basically a slap shot where I'm going to hit one of these killbots with my club and attempt to knock that head of theirs across the field and straight into general patent. Okay, oh, hitting so. a motherfucker with another, another motherfucker. motherfucker. It's, technically, you would use the ball, but according to uh, water polo rules, which I just looked up for the first time in my life, Brad. it's called a bunny shot. We want to use hockey parlay into it be a knuckle puck. Yes, a bunny shot. A goal that's scored by a hard shot aimed at or close to the goalie's head. Quack, 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 quack. There's, there's, there's also the egg beater. So, oh, <laughs> that's for later. Let's, uh, so here's the thing: you're trying to keep them busy, right? Yes. That is not an attack. Correct. So you would not be able to hit hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Oh, fuck, you're right. Oh, no. Okay, so I will just jump in and just start 
Start swinging away. Just start swinging away trying to score goals. Okay. Uh, roll for keep them busy then. I think um, that is courage. Uh, oh, wait. What am I doing? I was going to say, why are you rolling three? Are you rolling with hope? No. There we go. That is an 11. An 11. Okay. Nice. Then you are able to. You can keep them busy for as much time as you need. The group of killbots is absolutely enthralled in what that you're doing. They all stare at you, and you can see their cold red eyes lock onto you as they raise blade and gun and begin uh, marching towards you. You're able to jump around, I assume, and jump, 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 jump 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 around. around. You're able to jump around and kind of lead them on a merry chase to keep them busy. I'm basically kiting them in a way so that when it's time to actually do a thing, I can do my water polo bunny shot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Who who wants uh, who wants the spotlight next? So Kit now has the spotlight. What are Kit and Johan up to? Well, I imagine there's a bit of pulling themselves out of rubble. Mm-hmm. Were there any people in the building that we crashed into? I feel like that's a, a Brendan decision. Um, there were not. Okay. Just orcs, not people. Oh, that's <laughs> racist. Yeah. There were no orcs. Um, so Kit is going to take a second and look deep, deep in their very tiny part I mean, not like tiny, it's just, you know, proportional, mm-hmm. so it's tiny. Heart. And just think about all that creativity that comes with being an orc. Just think about being the orkiest orc and try to f- know in their heart where the heart of ingenuity is. Okay. Um, since you're looking for some extra information, I would say that's a little ghostly roll. In my head, if this scene was playing out in a movie, uh, Johan is viciously sputtering and berating Kit the entire time and is quietly drowned out as Kit falls inside their head, their pupils dilate, and this happens. That's a sense roll, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be another seven. Okay. Um, so with a seven, you get to ask uh, two questions, but you're going to find one out the hard way. Um, I know that one of your questions is, where is the heart of ingenuity? Yeah, but if you have another one... I um, get the sense that's the one we're going to find out the hard way, too. <laughs> might be. But I'd like to know what the other one is, just in case that's more interesting. Um, my other question is, do the orcs in the air... How are the orcs in the area responding to the killbots? Are they, like, taking up arms? Are they fleeing? Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to say that's the one you find out the hard way. Okay. Uh, so, the heart of ingenuity, as that you focus on uh, your creativity, you can feel it kind of surge towards the uh, the northern end of town, where that you know in your heart of heart the the neck the, the second biggest bar is that was that it's the heart of the town that was built after the largest bar fight. The big one is too touristy. <laughs> Well, no, they called it the second largest bar after the first largest bar. Uh, <laughs> kind of like new largest bar, but they didn't want to call it the new largest bar. <laughs> it can't just be the largest bar because that would be rude in the memory of the previous the, largest uh, the bar. The previous that largest we have lost bar. It's like and, you, you know, can't rename like ships or something. Exactly. Yeah, I, follow, I follow. So, as a kid, kind of instinctually turns north and knows where the heart of ingenuity is. Uh, you can see a bunch of your orcish brethren, small, large, uh, squat, wide, bean poles everywhere. All orcs of all shapes and sizes have begun to grab pieces of uh, the, the destroyed building around you and are beginning to march off towards the killbots. They're forming an ad hoc army. So essentially, Kit now has a choice of, hey, do you want to go back with your army and lead, lead your people, or are you going for the heart of ingenuity? You, ha- you have a decision point to make. Um, Kit's going to turn to the marching orcs 
I gotta get heart safety. You go fuck up Upperton real good. Fight real dirty. Dirty as you can. The dirtiest. Yeah. And high five. High five. They they all uh, they all depart and uh you guys, you you now knowing your mission after you've been jetpacked away. Uh so uh what next? Um Kit is gonna grab Johan's poofy lanchnecked pants and uh start moving north towards the second largest bar. Both of you guys are doing this. I assume that you guys, uh, since you guys have a bond, uh, you can roll with hope. So who would like to roll getaway? Getaway is on grace? Yes. I think we are both equally fucked with that. I should have given Oh no, my grace, uh, no, my grace is plugged. Oh no, it's not. Oh, okay. I, I, I just caught what what happened, yeah. Yeah, well. Um, I can't help. I wish I we'll, be, we'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was lamenting that I had shared my getaway abilities with Clay. Oh. oh, yeah. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> you're fine. This is um, fine. This is fine. You know what? I'm going to make the roll because I have some luck-based abilities that will help us out. Okay. If we're lucky. It, okay. It's a secret tool that will help us. Uh, I'll take a... Um, well, hold on. Let me see. I may re-roll with Fool Me Once one of the three dice that I rolled. I'll take that. So my score will be a 10. Okay. Uh, so on a 10 for uh, getaway, you get to uh, pick two. Uh, you can get there quickly, avoiding any harm along the way. You get there quietly, drawing no attention. Or you grab someone nearby. You guys are rolling with hopes. You both are doing that, so that doesn't even count. So basically, you get there... Quickly, and you get there quietly. Okay. So you draw no attention along your way as you guys get to uh, the second largest bar. I imagine that there is many squeezing through small alleyways and uh, ducking, like uh, climbing fences, which Johan is not very happy about. I imagine There's that, some boosties. Uh, There's yeah. some boosties. There, it, it is a very undignified trip for Johan. Kit has a delightful time. Um, oh, Kit is, Kit is absolutely just having... I mean, outside of the Killbot army, right, that's a bit of, like, a vibe killer. Um, really just having a great time. It's such a big city. Like, it's so much bigger than Goblin Falls. Specifically, it's really exciting. there's a Scooby-Doo bit where there's, like, a long hallway full of doors, and Kit runs through several doors with Johan desperately chasing after, and, like, they sort of bump into each other in the middle, and then, like, Kit knows where to go, and they go running away. Okay. Um, so, when the, you guys approach the second largest bar, it is uh, a... I don't want to say it's ramshackle, but you can tell that it was built from, like, a bunch of different buildings that were kind of put together. It's got this kind of, uh, it's got a vibe to it that is very much like a, like a fixer-upper in, like, the mm-hmm. best possible way. Like, it, there's a lot of, it, it doesn't look, other people might say it doesn't look the best, but it's got a lot of, like, heart and soul put into it. There's some, there's probably like some graffiti on it that like some of the lesser orc gangs have tagged onto oh, it. Yeah. It's like really like sensible and like maybe like one of them put like a poem in like paint maybe. You hope that that's red paint. <laughs> and as you guys are coming uh, out of the alleyway to see the bar, you can see uh there is a large, there is a tall man uh, strolling along uh, who is wearing uh, Upperton brand, uh, like an Upperton brand uh, suit and jacket and tie, and is just kind of walking along with, uh, towards the bar. Johan's time to shine. Kit? Yeah. Find the heart. Johan is going to calmly draw his sword and walk out into the street and interpose himself between this gentleman and the bar. May I help you, sir? He looks to you and he grins. Ah, I've been waiting for this. It's nice to see you again, Mr. Mustache. As the train engineer. A train conductor? Sorry, the train conductor reveals that he was a traitor all along. Wait, Frida? 
Not no, uh, the conductor, not the engineer. The guy who ran off when we, uh... Oh! Upperton Stooge! Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. Upperton Stooge. I've been waiting for this rematch. Ah, Upperton Stooge. Good to see you. How's work on Satisfactron? Satisfactron will not be halted. I've become one. Oh, no. With it. As he oh. takes... He takes... He grips his, uh the lapel of his shirt and his suit jacket, and he rips it off. Not, like, in one clean motion. Like, the whole thing comes off, and you can see that this man has become one with a machine. Satisfactron was wearing a tearaway suit. <laughs> <laughs> he is... You remember this guy being beanpole thin and, like, a guy who's a desk jockey. It looks like that suddenly he has gotten the Super Shredder formula, and he is ripped! Oh, no, Kevin Nash... Well, sir, I believe you still owe me some satisfaction. You can do your best. Foolish mustache man. And he's going to literally just start running at you with, like, big meaty ham hands. And is, like, gonna get gonna try and go for a punch at you. Okay. Um, Johan is going to stand there calmly until uh, the last moment in which he is going to parry the punch and begin a dreadfully exciting duel using his ability um, from the air playbook, because of my Outlander custom, I can pull something from another playbook, and I have pulled parry counter thrust. When I fight an enemy one-on-one -on -one in melee, I can keep them busy as if I rolled a 10. Oh. Um, and as we just mentioned, uh, a 10 on keep them busy means I can keep them busy as long as I want. But if someone else joins the fight, that goes away. Correct. Right. So Kit needs to scurry away and find the heart. Kit is going to run, kick in the door to the bar, and go, Hey, wizards! <laughs> that sounds like a good place to swing the spotlight back over to these two. Yeah. Clink looks like he's doing a bunch of the, the mental, the, the math wizarding. Yeah. The mental calculus. It's, except it's all just like little magical runes that don't mean anything. Some magic calc. <laughs> Some sparkles. Sparkles. Mathematics. Oh. Mathematics. Alright then. Alright. Um, Eve is uh, taking care of a bunch of robots or killbits. Uh, what is the general doing right now? The general is uh, basically yelling commands towards mm -hmm. the uh, the killbots to try and keep them on target with what's going on, but is becoming rapidly frustrated. As that he turns and looks over towards Eve. Well then, we'll just have to deal with this then before we can take over this place. Eve! Yes, darling? A uh, couple things. Right now, I'm having a good time, honey. What's, what's happening? Um, Upperton's coming. Upperton? Upperton's on his way here right now, and, um... Look out. Oh, oh goodness. He has easier ways of getting my attention. Come on, Plank. Let's do this. So, uh, you are keeping these guys busy. Yes. And I need someone else to... Oh, no. So... You need Plank to either deal damage to them to get them to... Or you would need to create some kind of advantage for yourself uh, through... Uh, narratively, or... Okay, so... Alright, just I'm in a square, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Is there a fountain? Yeah, sure. Why wouldn't there be? Okay, so... My idea is that Eve knows she needs to make an opening so that she can now direct her focus onto Pat. And I'm gonna ask how the, the orcs... That are coming to take on these robots. Yeah. Have they come onto the scene yet? Not just yet. Okay. They're about to. So, wanna, Eve... Yeah, I want to give you a chance to see if you can uh, do something before I start. Eve is going to leap onto that fountain. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to defer to Jane here for a second. Because these are your people. Would you say that fountain would have, like, a figure of some sort? Or a sculpture of an item, or would it be like 
cobbled together of trash. Yeah, I think it would be more like the finest welded art. Like, yes. Like something like that. Like some sculpture that's been welded together. Probably out of metal scraps, but okay. it's a thing now. It's maybe a dude or, I don't know, a big jackalope or a giant cactus. I can work with that. Okay, okay. so. Oh, Eve, definitely a cactus with the water coming out of the needles. So Eve, being born of water, knows how water pressure works. She's going to very quickly block a couple of the release areas, like the release points. So she can then take her massive fucking club and strike off the big arm of the cactus so it creates a fire hydrant pressurized water cannon to blow down the robots that are charging after her. Okay, I would definitely say that would give you the advantage to, uh... Because I'm not trying to give myself the advantage. Who are you trying to give advantage? The orcs that are coming. You would. Uh, you need to be the one to deal the damage. Got it. Okay, so yeah, I'll do that to give myself damage. Or to give myself advantage. What am uh, I- the other thing you can do to give uh, advantage is if you were to use a uh, like an ability uh, of one of your bondmates, that could do it. Uh, using using uh, bonds and stuff like that. Uh, what security bot is here to help? What? Security bot has uh, big throw tickets, please, and has like a uh, and now is maybe developing a soul, so like soulful. <laughs> okay, so big throw tickets, please, right? Yeah. Could he maybe be throwing these bots and jamming up the works of this fountain? Yes, I would totally let you mark off that. That would give you advantage. Okay. Okay. Now, to be clear, big throw and tickets, please, are separate skills. Yes. yes. Okay. okay. He has he he's been around since game one and has developed and has developed an extra stat because why not? Okay. Because he murdered someone, <laughs> as you recall. Security bot uses big throw to start gumming up the works. I'm gonna leap onto this cactus with my gelatinous thighs, mm-hmm. taking taking the lead, and take my giant fucking club and just. Crash it down onto okay. this cacti. Okay. So that I can take out a large number. Okay. And that because is... I have dangerous, does that cause problems? That causes. Uh... I have uncontrollable strength. Would you consider this an uncontrolled action? Yes. Yes, okay. I would. Then it is going to cause collateral, collateral damage or destroy the world around you. What I mean, I you're basically doing that anyway. Well, yes. Uh, the, the fountain, uh, basically by doing this, uh, the fountain is like a one-time use thing. Got it. Okay. So what am I rolling? Uh, you are rolling finish them with blood, I would imagine. Got it. All I heard was, or destroy the world before <laughs> we said around you. That's a five. <laughs> That's a five. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I'm not rolling with hope, so... Um, so in that case, on a six minus, you lose advantage and face immediate retaliation. The, it's just not enough, and the water kind of washes over some of the killbots, and a group of them kind of goes in and just, like, stabs at you with, like, a hose that kind of sucks up some of your, uh, some, some of your goo. Goody, that's gross. <laughs> I, I, well, that I, I was going to say something about like them having like a heated sword, and then I realized that's probably not the nicest thing to do to someone who's a burn survivor. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't like role-playing being burned. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, so they're going to try and damage a stat. No, they're not. I'm going to use my healing herbs. Uh, healing herbs is a slow thing. Is it? Yeah, it's a heal- one-use item? Healing herbs is a one-use item. It should have the slow tag, which means it, it does can't. not. Um, Nature, you have healing herbs. Giant healing, one use. If you don't want me to use it, that's fine. I will just take I'm, it into my armor. I'm fairly sure that they're slow, but I can look that up between uh, recordings. Okay, yeah, no worries. I will just use uh, one hit to my armor then. Uh, are you protecting the little ones? Good point. So it's damaging a stat? Yeah, they're going to damage a stat. Okay. 
They're making a hard cutoff. So which stack gets damage? Grease. Okay. Because that was not very graceful. Uh, so uh, we're going to swing the spotlight from Eve as if she takes a hard cut. Uh, let's see. Uh, Plink didn't really get a whole lot to do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he just kind of saw that the general is interested in other things. Okay. Uh, seeing Eve uh, kind of get sh- shlorped. Of <laughs> um, Shop fact. Um, Plink's gonna, like, scamper on over, and, uh, like, Eve, Eve, are you alright? Eh, well, I took my jello. (laughs) 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 They're gonna make atrocious 1950s uh, salads out of it. Alright. Oh, they're gonna put mayonnaise in it. Yeah, they are. Oh, gods! Or cat cat food. Kibble. I I know I haven't had a lot of time to explain a lot of things to you guys, but you and the others, you're special. You're a vanquisher of evil. That's why you're not going to fail here. Uh, And I'm going to go ahead and use I believe in you. Um... See, can erase a bond with an ally, can give them some inspiring words, and give them advantage. Um, and I can damage myself to heal them, and they also have hope for their next roll. Okay. okay. So I am going to damage my courage. Uh, so you, your stat is healed now. And I have advantage. And you have hope for the next roll. Oh, shit! Okay, now, you got this, and I'm right behind you. Damn right I do, and let's get back to water polo. Does she now? As General Patton lands, the the magnetic thrusters that it had T-1000ing into... uh, uh, into basically turning the uh, the black metal blade that it had into a larger greatsword that is now spouting off electricity. Does she now? Her power is not stolen like you. <laughs> we have explicit orders to bring the Sloger in alive. The rest of you can die with the rabble. We're going to swing the spotlight. I have a question. Yes. Have the orcs begun engaging with the killbots? They are about to once we swing the spotlight back over to them. Okay. I mean, what um, I had an idea during the last scene that I did not take advantage of because Kit... Um, Kit packed you away? Well, no, because Kit um, told the orcs to go get into a big fight, and I did not have a chance to do this. Brendan. Hmm. Can I call upon Steve to use his synergistic management solutions to help organize the orcs into a more effective fighting force? Um, can I see the uh, the orc sheet real quick? Because I know that there's a specific thing that Jane picked that might make this not work. Second oh, oops. You had a chance to use organize, and you didn't take it. So I feel like I need to point that out. No, no. Okay. So the thing that is being talked about specifically is... Um, Orcs, Daughters of Chaos. Daughters of Chaos. Orcs cannot um, be enslaved, controlled, intimidated, terrified, or commanded. But a good manager doesn't command. A good manager is part of the team. And it leads from the ranks. And leads from the ranks. And Steve, we have established, is a good manager. Uh, Yeah, sure. I will will let that be a thing that happens. Uh, The orcs can now... Steve can help rally the orcs. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, um, I wanted to throw that out there because I know the orcs are going to get absolutely slaughtered if we don't do something, but uh, Kit needs to find the heart of ingenuity now. All right, so Kit walks into the second largest bar and yells about the wizards. Yeah, kicks in the door and goes, Hey, wizards! There are a bunch of 
gnarly looking, like, and I mean gnarly in, like, the coolest, like, surfer dude sense. Yeah. Uh, but, like, gnar. Uh, not like, not like, oh, they're gnarled and old, like, wizards are supposed to be. They're like, they look like a bunch of old surfer bros with, like, long white and hair. And he would go. And puka shell necklaces. They, they've got, yeah, and they've got, like, uh, <laughs> from the league. They all have zinc on their nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're all, like, re- ready to go, and, like, most of them are in, like, poncho robes. Uh, most of them are, like... Okay, it's like a wizard robe covered in stars, but there's a cowboy poncho over yeah. top. Oh, my... I... Exactly. Oh, oh, I could eat this up. Shane, I need you to draw this. Oh, oh, oh. wait, let me... Okay, let me send a message to myself. Over Discord. Poncho wizard robe. We, we, we can, uh, I'll remind you that about that okay, once we Okay, so pause. hang on. It's so. wizard robes. Dear future Jane. Okay, I already sent. Okay. I just texted Hubbard. to Jonathan. <laughs> I just wrote draw wizards. I, I'll know what I mean. Stars. Okay. With. So, they look, to, they look to Kit and they just go, Oh, hello, Kit. How are you? Shit's real fucked. Yes, we know. Oh, yeah, They're know. all talking in unison, by the way. So, like, imagine me just in stereo. Okay, so we gotta get you, like, out, because Upperton is coming, and he's gonna steal you and, like, put you in a jar or something and kill everyone else. And there's, there's murder bots, oh, like... no. One of us has to use the bathroom, Kit. Okay, you better go pee real fast. <laughs> Yola's fighting this train guy, and the train guy is a real douche canoe, like a real knob. Like real, just, oh, pieces. One, one, one of the largest orcs just kind of walks off towards the bathroom as it, you like, the voice kind of like, as it the largest orc kind of leaves, they just kind of go, oh, that's so much better not having to deal with the, with the pressure on eight different kidneys. Okay, so now that your kidneys are good, we gotta get the rest of you out of here so the rest of you will be good, or it's gonna end up in a jar. They're probably gonna milk you like a cow or something. I don't exactly know what he, the upper tin plan is, but it's real. It's gonna be real gross. Okay, so to explain to everyone in the podcast, can, can you please explain exactly what the, the heart of ingenuity is? Uh, the heart of ingenuity is the source of all orcish creativity. It is a cabal of orcish hobos slash wizards who are the most creative orcs. They are uh, the pinnacle of orkiness. They are the most creative. To everyone who's not an orc, they look like dirty hobos, just who have stolen Halloween wizard costumes and thrown Halloween cowboy ponchos over top them. They are gross. To orcs, these look like the wisest sages they have ever known. These are the speakers for their people, the people who generate the creativity that lets the orcs create beautiful works of art and beautiful works of violence. If I may, uh, you have specifically described the heart of ingenuity as, uh, at least perceived by the orcs, a sick-ass wizard on the side of a van. Oh, it is absolutely a van wizard, but they're really more the guy that lives in the van. It's just through orcish eyes, they're the, the van they're wizard. They're the van and the wizard. Yes. They're the van wizard and also the va- the wizard the on gu- the van. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, all right, Kit. I guess we'll just have to... Oh, he's back. So anyway, I don't think that we can leave. Wait, why not? Well, if we left, then where would all... Then we would be out in the open. We just gotta get you gone until Eve kills all the killbots. And, I don't know, maybe... And deals with the, the, the robot guy who told me to put my arms down. But I told him I couldn't because they were attached. Of oh, course. That really pissed him off. You can't disattach arms. And then one of the smaller orcs on the side, like, disattaches their arm. And then reattaches it. That's rad. I can't do that, though. It was a wooden arm. Because <laughs> both of my arms are still made of meat. And bones. That's unfortunate. You got a jetpack, though. That's not made of meat. That'd be well, real, that's unfortunate. That'd be real fucked up if it was made of meat. It'd be less of a jetpack and more of just a portable barbecue. <laughs> 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 
Kyle left the room. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Trying to be professional here. Oh, we can, that left after <laughs> session zero. <laughs> Role playing tip from a Paradise Lost podcasting. Say literally the first thing that comes into your mind. Don't filter it. Just say portable barbecue if that's what your brain tells you. Go with the ADHD. You've been given a gift. So, they look to you and go, But Kit, the heart of ingenuity isn't just a bunch of old wizards. It's a state of being. Okay, yeah, but you had your state of being in old Orc City, and now you got it in new Orc City, and we just gotta temporarily put you somewhere else, and then we'll bring you back to the second largest bar. But won't Upperton just come back for us again? That's what we're going to get rid of Upper Tim, but we're working on that. Um, I'm going to say this is probably a speak softly role, as if you are trying to convince them to do something. Or, I'm sorry, talk sense. Talk sense. You're not asking them questions. You're <laughs> talking sense to them. Uh, which can be done with great sense or wisdom. Um, you are... Can, can I point out the, the irony of trying to talk sense to a bunch of orc wizards? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Can I just talk about the bizarre reality that is this fantasy right now? Um, so I assume you're trying to appeal to their emotions or desires. I think um, appeal to their emotions, I think. Um, or their desires, which would be a, with wisdom. Unless, do you want to roll with sense or grace? I would prefer to roll with sense. Okay, so that's you detailing your plans and their place. Okay, so the plan. Okay. So it's going to be temporary until we get rid of the robots and the guy who tried to cut my arms off because he was like, oh, fine, I'll just get rid of your arms if you don't want to put him down. I'll make you put him down, asshole. So we're going to move you to the Jackalope Tunnels just for a little while. We'll set up the trash fire and we'll take the liquor. I got liquor. Kid's going to pull out a bottle of Workish Moonshine just for a little while. We'll make it last. You all got to share. I know you know how to share. Okay, go ahead and roll Talk Sense first. Eight. Okay. Um, so on a seven plus, they will do as you ask, uh, and on a nine minus, uh, you owe them a favor. I'm going to say the favor is because you bowled out the bottle of Orcish Moonshine, and I feel like you were going to do this anyway. They want the moonshine. Okay, so I have two uses of it. Okay, you can give them one. I'll give them both if it will keep them, like, occupied and just drunk enough to you, keep... They only need the one. Okay. They're because I know that Orcish Moonshine can also be super useful as a dangerous item. Yeah, I'm like yes. powering a train. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they will take the Orcish Moonshine. All right, then, Kit. We'll go into the Jackalope Tunnels. But remember, if this isn't taken... If this isn't fixed within... If we can't convene for the Heart of Ingenuity... In more than 24 hours, orcs will begin to lose all of their creativity forever. Okay. We got 24 hours. We're going to do it in 24 hours. Yeah. Okay. They're going to... And Kit's going to go for a high five for all of them. They all give you a crisp high five. Yeah. And then begin to sink into the floor. Oh. Fucking band wizards. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, why not give us a like, subscribe to the channel on your podcast app of choice, leave a comment, or even a review. It may be a small thing to you, but it helps us in the continued fight against the algorithm. You can follow us on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost, on Facebook at A Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting, and hey, if you like the old-fashioned email, why not send a question into, you guessed it, A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. Our theme song for this campaign is Behind the Sword by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2017 under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, I think you and me just had a moment. So let's form a bond so we can both roll with hope.